Welcome to a different kind of a deconversion therapy podcast episode. <laughs> As in, this one's going to be better? <laughs> or perhaps <laughs> people are like, thank God, finally. So this one, um, yeah, we're going to just read some letters. I get them in through the website, deconversiontherapypodcast.com. And we keep running out of time because we get so into all the shysters we're talking about (laughs) or the cults or whatever it is that we never have time for our letters at the end. So we're just going to maybe do a few episodes that are just the listener letters. And you can email them too. So if you're at work and don't want to, you know, not look like you're emailing somebody professionally, just Ah. deconversiontherapypodcast at gmail.com. You can do that. You can go to our website and there's a little place that has um, the little fields where you type everything in and it even has a little example story. So you can, if you're like, well, I don't know how to say this and you go, oh, maybe I should say it like it's happening and make it entertaining. Because otherwise you're my mom writing a story. (laughs) I'm just going to tell all the details. About what year and day it was, and right. where I was, and why I had the car I was driving. And tell the ending that's clever first, so that there's actually no interest in listening to the rest of the 18 paragraphs. It's all denouement. Yep. Yeah. You're all welcome. a downward spiral. But I can't believe how great everyone's been and the listeners and I'm the one that does a lot of the social media because Bonnie's super lazy and so (laughs) we're joking she has a job that takes uh, much more of her attention but I'm the one that gets to see all the messages people send and we get a lot of those on Instagram and Facebook and it's so nice it's crazy I know and that's the best part when you surprise me with one of those during the day when things are just you know trudging along and then you show me like a little screenshot of what somebody said on Instagram that was kind so nice it's it's really great. And then, yeah, we're getting lots of letters, and we'd love more. And maybe we can end up doing just some continuous mini sort of episodes, tiny episodes, <laughs> shrimpy. We're going to call them shrimp fests. Oh, that always reminds me of my grandfather. Patent pending. <laughs> patent pending. <laughs> Yeah, from Red Lobster. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so you want me to read my letter first or you? um, I will read mine first because I decided uh, Karen has kind of skimmed through them, but I haven't read it. So I thought, oh, this will be fun to be surprised. I haven't read yours either. I think I just barely like looked. Well, I hope there's no nudity. (laughs) gosh all right ready yep dear karen and bonnie of course you come first even though i'm alphabetical but that's the whole thing i've meant to send in this doozy since the inception of deconversion therapy it might how does she know when it was incepted Oh, well, since the debut. Okay, this is all (laughs) fake news i'm not gonna believe this letter i don't even know it's a woman but go ahead 
Well, I told you. Oh, yeah. It's a woman. Okay. Um, it might be too long for the podcast, hence why we're reading it like this, um, but maybe you'll get a kick out of it personally. Either way, here we go. In my former Christian life, I worked for a Christian radio station. It was owned by and located on the property of a large church that was very charismatic in its approach. The members of this congregation were, for the most part, quite poor and were manipulated out of the little money they had by this organization on an ongoing basis. That's so sad. We were just talking about that last night. Yeah. That's, that's when it's just evil. Yeah. Um, Okay, one of the ways in which they were conned was the phenomenon of the revival, all caps. Here, mm-hmm. revival meant that some quasi-famous and charismatic circles preacher was invited, <laughs> we know them, yep. was invited to come and preach for several evenings in a row. The guy that they brought in who appears in this story was young and hot. He was beyond stupid, but he could dance around a stage, string some words together, shout, and get people riled up. That's it. That's Checks all you need. all the boxes. Yeah, it's just another job. Yep. Um, so let's see. Because of his ability to get these people going on an emotional high for hours on end, he came back night after night, and the money rolled in. At the end of the week, it was very quiet when the pastor of the church took the pulpit to bid farewell to Mr. Hottie. It was a sad, (laughs) somber moment. Congregants were in tears. The lights were (laughs) dim, and the worship band played something really slow and soft. Each element was in place. The music, the lights, prayers praying piper's piping (laughs) the mood was electric there were chemicals flowing through these folks the kind you get when you're a huge group of people all focused on one person or thing or purpose she you know that so much better than i do and i mean i didn't know it when we were young yeah i know it now yeah and i think you know that's why i still feel like i'm about 17 half the time Um, All right, so the pastor surprised them all when he announced that God did not want this revival to end. Hottie was coming back for another week of revival. Woohoo! Pandemonium broke out. (laughs) Can you imagine that? I mean, mean, we were all excited to do every week, I mean, every night, a week of church. But honestly, if if a second one happened, I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, when am I going to get to watch TV? Oh, see, Um, well, at a charismatic church, it's like it's a different feeling. You just really get into it and it becomes your life much more than um, the one I felt. But you don't want a night off? No, because God's doing things. You feel that God is changing the earth the no. more you go. Seriously. All right. so, um, yeah. At the end of the second week of revival, repeat the above scene. Oh, holy <laughs> crap. At the end of the third week of revival, repeat the <laughs> above scene. Oh at my the God. end of the fourth, at the end of the fifth. In this economically depressed area of the city, that church raked in offerings night after night for six weeks straight. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that's just, oh, my gosh. Uh, I've just, I've just got to stay home. That's all I'm feeling. (laughs) My part in all of this is that instead of my usual tasks, I had to run the live feed of the revival on the radio station. 
Oh, that's right. She said that. Wow. Jeez. Oh, that's, that's yeah, because that's work. Yep. The normal Christian pop rock music was replaced by the revival per the pastor's wishes. Somewhere in the middle of the chaos of these weeks, there was an issue with sound that I couldn't fix at the station. I had to go to the church to check something with the sound engineer over there who wasn't answering the phone. Things were on autopilot because the sound guy was up front in a mosh pit of congregants who were getting slain in the spirit, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. The sermon portion was over and the handsome young revivalist was calling people forward to get the spirit and whatnot. Elders from the church were helping him talk to people, pray, and the big shebang, which gives the most visual impact for these things. They were touching people on the forehead or blowing on them. Yeah. And this had the effect of people falling back due to being filled with the Holy Spirit. So they blew on their foreheads. Yes. Okay. So uh, did you ever go to a church that had people no. slain in the spirit? Okay, I did. And I, like, wanted it desperately. I felt that I wasn't being open to God because it wasn't happening to me. And a lot of the churches don't have to be, like, crazy chandelier ones. They right. can just be... Almost like our Southern Baptist one, just a little hipper, but they still would do the thing of praying and every once in a while, like two a month, you know, people would fall down. So I would go up there and want to be prayed for and be like on the tips of my toes, like ready, come on, just (laughs) tilt, just a little bit of tilting. And I'd be like, am I feeling something? Am I? And they have sheets all folded um, of paper? up at the front. No, of like regular bed sheets, just in case like a woman <laughs> falls back and they cover her lower half because she'd be oh. in a dress or skirt. Okay. So, yeah. Wow. I know. And it never <laughs> just in case happened. a clan <laughs> meeting broke out. Um, <laughs> people, okay, so people would then lie on the floor speaking in tongues or crying or just lying there as if asleep. Oh, here you go. Women wearing skirts or shorts after they went down on the floor would be covered from the waist down in little green modesty blankets tossed on them by one of said elders. No legs should be exposed or underwear if a skirt flipped up too much. We women, even when... (laughs) Would it be God to knock some woman over and show her underwear, though? Wouldn't you be like, I don't know if that was God. To me, that's the same argument as if there are miracles, why don't amputees grow new limbs? Yeah. So, yes. Uh, We women, even when in a spirit-filled coma, shouldn't make our brothers stumble (laughs) into lust. I roll. Uh, Um, Okay, so. Get it? Because they're on the ground. Okay. Oh. um, Not particularly surprised by this scene, I went up to see if I could chat with the sound engineer, as he at least wasn't on the floor, and then trying to make (laughs) my... true. (laughs) What if he just falls out, and the camera just goes up to the ceiling, and it's a live feed? (laughs) You just see the coffered, nice white ceilings. Um, And in trying to make my way through the crowd at the front, an elder cornered me. There was no, can I pray for you, or do you need healing or howdy this stranger in a suit who was about twice my age and size walked up to me looked me in the eye and said in a strong tone take it and shoved me in the forehead with the heel of his hand uh another take it Uh, uh, is that how you give someone the spirit yeah yeah like take the spirit yeah Yeah. receive would be 
nicer, but <laughs> I guess they were the forceful. Or here you go. Uh, let's right. see. Another <laughs> May soup. I offer you? Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, another suit behind me did the junior high hallway trick of lightly kneeing me in the back upper calf. So I immediately oh. folded and went down on the floor. Oh, my gosh. The combination of those two things will do that to you. I was wearing shorts, so I got the little blanket flung onto my <laughs> legs as well. <laughs> Can I keep the blanket? Yeah. <laughs> Delta flight. Oh, my God. Dazed a little and laughing, I got up and found who I was looking for and went on with my evening. That was years ago, and I've long since left my more moderate mainstream Christianity for atheism. Sometimes I think about how gross and creepy that night was, and I'm just all the more glad to be out of a religion that has a lunatic fringe. I love the podcast and miss you when you're gone. Oh, that's so nice. We don't even have any blankets for you. All the best, Michelle. Oh, Michelle, that's great. (laughs) And that she was like one of those techni people. Techni? Techie people. She was the AV crew. we just had guys doing our AV stuff. Uh Uh-huh. Michelle, (laughs) let us know if you also drove a pickup truck. Because that's... No, she worked at the radio station. Okay. So she was... Cooler but than she, just AV. She was a producer. Yeah, yeah. She probably. Oh my God, those AV guys. That's right. They were nice. Some of them. Some were creepy. Um, again, later we found out a lot were doing drugs. We have no idea. <laughs> we didn't know these things. I oh don't my know. gosh! And I suspect some of them just didn't believe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> they were just happy to have an AV. <laughs> gig that's right they're like ooh chords and (laughs) ooh chords (laughs) okay i'm gonna read mine mine is from someone named justin all right does he want his name used I, that's why I was scrolling down and said yes. So okay. when other people write their letters, you can say if you want us to use your name or not. I also It's from Justin question. P. Kelly from, wait a minute. <laughs> Justin's from Keller, Texas. And he Ooh. said we could read the name of his city. And he included it because I had put that yes or no question in there, but there was no field to actually say what is your city? So (laughs) I guess he's studious enough that he knew. I'm going to put that in there. Okay, here he goes. So I spent my time studying the end times prophecy, like Jim Baker, because, you know, that's healthy for a 13-year-old. This is such an embarrassing story. I thought the rapture was going to happen on Rosh Hashanah in 1994. I'm not kidding. That's specific. This is the date. I know. This is the date I had chosen according to my end times research when I was 13. And there was a song all the Christian radio stations played. Ooh, including Michelle's. Look how this connects. What? Um, Yeah. This, uh, where was I? And there was a song all the Christian radio stations played called, quote, Watch and Pray by a famous Christian singer named Twyla Paris, who I still believe is one of the greatest songwriters in Christian music history. I had Did you add convinced. that or was that in the letter? 
He wrote that. Okay, nice. Yeah. Okay. All of Paris was good. I had become convinced that was going to be the song playing when Jesus returned <laughs> and the rapture happened. <laughs> Dustin had really solved a lot of questions that the human race had been asking for centuries. Um, he said, ironically, the lyrics were, watch and pray. No one knows the moment. No one knows the hour or the day. <laughs> <laughs> except Justin except Justin but not only that it was going to be playing on my Dallas Fort Worth Christian music station so sure. I waited until I heard the song on my local radio station walked out into the front yard oh, stretched, no. out, no. stretched, <laughs> stretched out my arms in the shape of a cross and no. waited for the rapture to happen no, really, this is a thing I did. Well, you can see how well this worked out for me by the fact you're reading this from Justin. <laughs> can you imagine? Oh, my gosh. Like, the neighbors. <laughs> right. I, I, you're that fervent at 13. You right. have no filter. Do you have other things that we should uh, read, or would you like me to read a letter? so little to, to read or say. I'd like you to read the letter. <laughs> it says, hi, Bonnie and Karen. Um, and we're allowed to use your name. It's Rachel. So she says, first of all, thank you for this podcast. It's so relatable and leaves me giggling every week. That's nice. I was born in 88. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <Next>. <laughs> and from the time I was four until I went to college, I attended a large, non-denominational, charismatic-leaning church in central North Carolina. During my teen oh, years, yeah. one of the church choir's favorite songs was Days of Elijah. Mm-hmm. Do you know that one? No, I actually don't. I don't either. Um, uh, there was nothing inherently funny about this song. <laughs> it does not sound. <laughs> but the choir director always enjoyed adding to and tweaking the song. One of my favorite renditions was when he decided to add an enthusiastic violin solo after the fifth <laughs> time through a chorus. Because right. keeping a song to its actual length is a no-no when you're being led by the Spirit. That's right. One of my... F- you just sing it on loop. Yeah. Um, oh, man, did I not like the music in church. Um, one of my friends, an adorable petite Irish girl, would take the stage and leap and kick around the stage doing a full-on Irish step dance in costume while the audience went wild. Oh, that's great. Yep. She said there's truly never a dull moment in charismatic churches. Um, thanks again for all you do. Can't wait for your next episode. Uh, Rachel reminded me of, so I went to this non-denominational church in Nashville and, um, they had, it was, it's pretty big with people, people have heard of going there. And I was, picked out as one of these people that they felt God said was going to be a leader and just in God's kingdom. So one of the things I told them is that I used to be a do dance ballet Mm -hmm. and they're like, Oh, maybe you should do something. (laughs) So I practiced four weeks and weeks to do like this dance thing to, 
in just front of instrumental people. Instrumental music. Yeah, in front of the whole church. Who are you? <laughs> oh my gosh. And it's for God. <laughs> you just obey and it's for his pleasure. So I practiced for weeks. I went to we did the little rehearsal with the person who does the music. I go up to do it on that Sunday morning. They didn't announce it. Like, it was just part of it. Like, music mm-hmm. starts. I get up. I've been sitting on the front row. I start doing the oh thing. God. And about two minutes into it, another lady just what? gets up and joins <laughs> in and starts flinging herself <laughs> around the front of the church to my song. And so we're both just like twirling around <laughs> up there. And I was sort of annoyed and a little ticked because I'm like, oh, she thinks I'm being led by the spirit to get up. And so I was just like, that was it. And, you know, when it was done, we both went back to our seats. <laughs> we love these letters. Keep sending them in. And oh, this is awesome. Entertain us. These are great. Because that's what we live for anyway. And we will be praying for you to send more letters. That's right. We'll see if our prayers work this time. All right. Bye. See you.